forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball and Big Dipper is over there. Hello. How are you today? I, I'm excited. Uh, Me too. You know, TGI, TGI Fridays. Yes. Onion Rings. I, I saw a tweet the other day that someone said, y'all really out here ordering onion rings on purpose? And I felt personally attacked because I like Wait, onion rings. Onion rings are good when they're good. Not when, like, you take a bite and the whole It falls apart. If out the breading is got wrong. A casing. Uh-uh. Are you, like, I want honey- that good beer batter, honey yes. mustard. Honey mustard. I like barbecue sauce, too. And I like ranch. No. I'm a condiments gal. I don't Line like barbecue up. sauce. It's too sweet. Line them up, and I'll do a chunky dunk in each and every one of them. Speaking of chunky dunks... <laughs> This week, right. <laughs> I'm very excited to introduce our guest because it's one of my favorite drag queens. She's like the reason I started doing drag. Whoop. We have the large and in charge, the chunky yet funky, stopping down the runway in a sequin gown. It's Latrice Royale! Yay! Hello. Hi, Latrice. Oh, am I here? Yes, you're here. <laughs> I sort of I sort of lied when I said we were going to take a break because Meatball doesn't listen to me. I don't do the breaks. Oh. <laughs> I was just waiting for my cue, bitch. I'm here. So, you know. I am here. I, will t- I want to tell the listeners, we were as we were getting set up, we were talking about Latrice has a pool at her house. And I said, do you go skinny dipping? And she said, no, we go chunky dunking. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's right, honey. Understand. I love that term. Yeah. That- for some reason, Chunky Dunk just reminds me of those Dunkaroos. Right? <gasps> yeah. Totes. Totes. Can I say something to me, Bob? Because I have been holding this for like, I don't know, like a year and a half, two years. My feelings have been so hurt for so long. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, bitch. Because like you came to my booth twice and I was like busy or whatever. But I am never too busy for you. And you left. <laughs> bitch, you like, okay, she busy. I got to go. And I was like, no, where is she? I wanted to talk to you so bad. Oh, you're talking about, oh, at DragCon when I do those, the videos yes. and I run around and meet the queens. I remember exactly, that was DragCon uh, LA, I think it was. Yes, it was. That was yeah. my last one. I know my... exactly what you're talking about because we were trying to schedule a time with you. And then every time I walked in, I was like, oh, well, we'll just go to the booth across the way and then we'll come back. And, and we did it twice. Back. No, and then the time we came back, you were on break. And I was like, oh, shit, we should have just stayed. Because then Chris <laughs> messaged me and he was like, come back now. And I was like, the, the crew already left. But uh, we'll do, at the next DragCon, we'll do it. Oh, no, no not with me. <laughs> oh, oh, you won't be done? there? You're oh, over? baby. Oh, honey. <laughs> Can honey. I ask you a question about DragCon really quick? Sure. When you scheduled your wedding on the same weekend as DragCon weekend, was that shade or was that? I had my day. Let's just say that I knew that DragCon was supposed to be a different day and it had switched like three times. I picked my day and then they wound up picking the same day later on. So I had my date first. And then, See, so it might have been shade the other way around. No, it wasn't gonna work because <laughs> the invitations were already out, baby. It was already confirmed, <laughs> honey. They were like, We're gonna go do this rather than that. And I was 
so glad about it. So. And were there, yeah, were there more iconic queens at DragCon or your wedding? I think it was it your wedding. wedding. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's good because all the other girls made money now. So, <laughs> so no. there you go. You're Give welcome. Give the other dolls a chance. You, you are, are welcome. welcome. <laughs> People, I think you should go out now in a mask. And do a welcome to Meatland out in public with a bunch of people out there not wearing masks. I'm like, not going to put myself in that danger. <laughs> but you got to get one of those long extenders for your microphone. Oh, and yeah. you wear, put yourself in like a bubble, like a big poncho, hazmat suit, and go do a welcome to Meatland video with all those anti-maskers out there having barbecue parties. I would love to then. That but you know, funny. I tried to do that. I tried to go yell at people in West Hollywood for not wearing masks, and then everyone, no one was out. Everyone what? was like staying in. You went on oh, the well, wrong good. day because they are How out is, there. So you're in Florida right now, Miss Latrice. The honey, yeah, we we are. I'm at the house in the house, bitch. <laughs> Bitch, these people don't understand. They think they are parlaying and having a go get old kiki. And I'm like, bitch, do y'all understand that the numbers are spiking like crazy? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. So I we barely want to go to the store to get what we need, um, but we all, we'll we'll do that. And then of course, we, you know, we'll have to have our supplies, right. i.e., you know, uh, marijuana. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we got to keep that stocked up for our mental health. <laughs> You know, and my lacoma, you know. (laughs) We love medicinal. We love medicinal use. So, yeah, that's it. Like, supplies and that's it. And when you say we, you mean you and your husband, Chris. Yeah, me and my husband. We have been getting to know each other. Yeah, Um, is it making you go insane? Or are you guys loving each other more now because you're at home together all the time? Well, you go through the insanity part and then... You know, we you realize that well. There's nowhere to run, so uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's embrace this and learn from each other. And we've actually gotten. I feel like our bond has gotten uh, stronger because uh, we really, really are getting to know each other more intimate. And I don't mean that in a sexual way, um, but that too. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, but like, really, um, our souls are really connecting. So it's it's, it's been wonderful for for that. That's lovely, yeah. and that's even more so because you, I mean, you two work together, right? Like he, yeah. he travels with you, so it's like you're already spending more time with your your husband than other people do in their marriages yeah. and now it's like on top of that even more yeah i mean yeah he he does travel sometimes with me uh he, he, we we've kind of panned back a little bit on him on the road because i needed him on the ground and he needs to be on the ground because things you know somebody has to keep the home fires burning and um right so like as of late i was touring by myself or taking an assistant and uh but it was still a break like we were apart a lot and now this is the longest that we have ever <laughs> ever been together how like, did y'all meet at a meet and greet Ooh. for real yeah like i was in knoxville he came to the show um and uh it was time for the meet and greet and the meet and greet is in between shows which i find really bizarre <laughs> like who does that like 
you want me to do my number? Okay, we're gonna take a break, do a meet and greet, and then do the second half. Whatever. That's okay, not so okay. That's, that's not, not a, a that's not a break. So, that's that's not, a break. not a break. <laughs> Wait, do you not... prefer do you prefer a meet and greet before the show or after? Before the show. Exactly. Before the show. Because when I'm done, sliding. I want to be done. Yeah, and I'm fresh and before they're drunk. You oh, know, hopefully, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like it's just better. Everyone's fresh and their breath is better. <laughs> not all the time, but you know, oh my god. Um, but before you finish, <laughs> I just want to. We we really need to champion Jasmine Masters for normalizing uh, the idea of reading people for their bad breath. And oh my god! Because she yeah. is the one. She is letting everybody know that you have bad breath at the meet and greet. Wait, it which is... queen? Which queen at the meet and greets always gives like has Altoids before they meet to her. give up? They have to put no. It they is... put it in their mouth before they walk up and meet her. I'll figure it out. I'll remember. In a uh, that's fabulous. I wish I would have thought of that. Because, honey, the holobitosis, baby. <laughs> okay, so you're at Knoxville, right? Knoxville, Tennessee. Comes to the show. Um, and so we're doing the meet and greet. It is a absolute, like, shit show. Like, there's no kind of organization. <laughs> They've never really had many guests to have experience on how to run one. So the host there, she was trying to, like, Grab a cigarette, cocktail, pee, run the meet and greet, all at the same time. It was just too much. And so Christopher was friends with the host and was like, girl, do you need me to step in and help you, you know, with this meet and greet? So he started taking pictures for the patrons. Oh. And so, yeah, so during that time, we started talking and I started flirting and I dropped my Sharpie and he bent over to pick it up. Ooh. Baby. And I was like, that, is that what I... Is those cakes like that? <laughs> so I dropped my Sharpie again, being ah! trying to get a second look. <laughs> so, oh yeah, and um, the following weekend, I was scheduled to be in Nashville for New Year's Eve at play. And so um, he was like, I was thinking about driving over because it's only like a three-hour drive from Knoxville. Um, to come see you next weekend. I was like, oh, that'd be great. You should come be my um, date for New Year's Eve. Oh. And he was like, you really Aww. think so? I was like, yeah, yeah, you'd be my New Year's Eve date. And then, so he drove over to Nashville, not really knowing whether I was inviting him to, like I was inviting a fan, like, oh, right. come over and come see me. Mm. Or was I inviting him as like, a date date like uh-huh. come over and come over and see me sometime you know um, um and um it was the second one and so <laughs> um and so he really he arrived very timidly like not knowing am i staying with you i didn't really make plans so i said no you're gonna stay with me it's the whole thing you know mm. but we were complete gentlemen i have to say uh both weekends that we met like we were we were very gentleman like and christian uh like um uh, but at you know at new year's wouldn't be say, me <laughs> but you know new year's the tradition is you have to kiss someone after mm-hmm. right after new year's right. and he was my first kiss after new year's and Aww. that we've been together ever since oh i love that's that so nice yeah so um okay so let's go back season four of drag race the world learns about latrice royale and mm. your backstory on Drag Race was that you had been in prison mm-hmm. and, you know, it was like this like big redemption sort of like new new sort of chapter of life. 
there is obviously right now a ton of conversation about defunding the police, the prison industrial system, the school to prison pipeline. Um, we saw in headlines a few months ago that there was just some legislation passed in Florida where folks who uh, had served prison time are now able to vote again, which is incredibly exciting because that right gets stripped of people. Um, I am curious about how you feel about what's going on in like the political climate and, you know, all the protests and, and uh, calls to defund the police. Well, I mean, in any situation, this is, um, you know, it's crucial and critical to our future. And um, it's so necessary that we stand up and, and, and make noise about these situations because a lot of people are not even aware that, uh, people's rights are stripped away from them. Right. And so I, I, I just got mine back and I am a registered voter now. Thank oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Like, uh, I, yeah. We were so excited. We went out to the polls early and stuff. They're like, no, not today, baby. I was like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> not now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> y'all don't, said, y'all got They said, you can vote by mail. You said, I will be voting in person. I'm going to the poll, baby. Like, soon the doors open. So, um, no, like, so in this, you know, uh, political climate, it is so important that we make noise and, and, and stand up for justice because these people that we're fighting for don't have a voice. And that is the main thing that I have been stressing forever. It's like, even if you're not using your voice for yourself, use it for good and the for those who don't have a voice. Right. So it's important that we stand and vote and and, and use our voices for, for change. So, Well, and um, there was so much bullshit also along with that law in Florida. Well, where, like, tra- you had you to, had like, to p- pay off a bunch of stuff, but you couldn't yeah. find how much you owed. And That's like- the thing. It was a, It's all a money trap anyway. Like, they want you to pay off your restitution and all that. And if you didn't pay off your restitution, then you don't qualify to get your... your uh, voters rights reinstated so um the pe- the people who <laughs> they're they're uh like holding back are people who don't have the money in the first place so right. like if right. they had the coin they wouldn't have committed the crime like <laughs> like <that's, laughs> yeah connect that's a to b like like, yeah. like that's the whole thing so they have been working on um and uh abolishing that and what it was a basketball player is it that set up a like a fund yeah. for all of um for for felons who has to pay restitution so that it'll be paid off so they can vote for this uh election that's and incredible. there are a couple nonprofits down in Florida that yeah. that's their sole purpose is just yep. you apply and then they'll pay off your restitution they pay off your restitution you yep that's incredible. incredible that's what needs to happen cuz you're not going to hold us down baby Girl. you're not going to silence us forever honey it's about to be a new day yes so what is your favorite kind of show to perform like because you have done you've done club gigs you've done drag on tv you've done these big tours where there's like a set and a support system and a tour bus you've done you know i'm sure you've done christmas show you know like whatever Uh, what's your your favorite kind of drag show to do i mean i love touring i do i love touring with um a production i do i i enjoy uh 
that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the right personalities, because you can get on tour with some girls and you're just like, I want to strangle a bitch and then it's miserable <laughs> for you. But most of the time I have such an amazing time and a fun time. And it's the only time we really get to connect um, as sisters, you know, on the road. Um, right. and, and it's real intimate because you're there for weeks on end with these people. And it's kind of like you, you re, rebuild a sisterhood. And so it's, it's really fabulous in that way sense. So I enjoy that the most. Um, I least, I mean, I used to, I came up in the clubs, so baby, I am pushing 50 now and I have done my share of club stomping. And although (laughs) I love the Kiki, I just don't fit. Anymore. Wait, you don't want um, to change get a gown drunk with me? in the back of a Baby, room leaning on some old You don't want a wet floor on your tights? <laughs> I am not going to mention the club, but let me tell you this. This is when I realized I was D-O-N-E, baby. Look, anytime you are getting ready and your dressing room is in a closet off a kitchen that doubles as an office <laughs> and the liquor room. Yes. And the ice machine is in there. They keep and coming the in ice to get the ma- ice. Baby, and the liquor. <laughs> so, bitch, I'm getting ready for the show. Getting ready. I'm beating, bitch, putting stones and shit because it's, it's a big show, girl. It's the New Year's Eve. <laughs> New Year's Eve, girl. And I'm getting ready, girl. And I, I tap, tap, tap. Um, Can you hand me a couple of bottles of vodka? <laughs> And I turned him and I was like, sure. So I stand up, read for the bottles of vodka. And while you're up there, can you give me a couple of bottles of tequila too? Oh, sure. Anything else I can get you? You look uh, at them, you say, you're going to tip me out at the end? Yeah. Mrs. Thing, I was like, well, I have arrived, bitch. Now, this is what I have waited for, career goals right here, right. bitch. To be serving cocktails out the bottom, back of the kitchen uh, in a closet. Next to a mop. Wait, no you ma'am. both have Smelling. played. What is that club in? Um, you remember the club owner sent me pictures of his dick. He's got tattoos on his dick. Oh, in, this and in that? West Virginia. No. Yes, oh. yes. You knew exactly what. No, Vice it's called Versa. Vice Versa. That's Vice what it is. Versa. You said this and that. <laughs> <laughs> I like I I mean that that dressing room is a similar thing. It's just like behind two bars, but it's still that's a fun venue. But that's a fun venue. At yeah. least they like they, they carve out a space for you. You yeah. know, like it's really a dressing room back there. But you so. can't throw flags in there. The ceiling. No man, no, you can't do that. No. When no. did you start throwing flag or like color guard and stuff like? Oh, that? Oh, that was in back in high school. Middle Dang. school. I've been doing, and then I went on to teach, and I was teaching for years and years and years and years before uh, while I was doing drag but before i like got famous and like i was teaching up until 2010 actually That's yeah incredible. and then i got on the show and then i had to stop yeah yeah because i didn't know about it until you started touring again and i think it was like on a wow presents thing or something or it was a christmas show and you were just yeah whirling it yeah and throwing yeah. it in this big red cape it was amazing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what yeah. drew you to color guard initially um uh, the sequence the glitter, <laughs> the fabric, bitch. The you know, I can twirl. It was, it was I like, don't know like, feel. 
I was like, look at these girls go, honey. They're fabulous, honey. They had ponytails. I wanted a ponytail, too. But uh, I was bald-headed. Um, but, <laughs> no. And so, like, I started, like, I got interested in high school, and I was the only boy. And so they had this whole big thing of whether or not they're going to let me be on it because they didn't want any, you know, whatever. So they took a vote on the school and everything. And, th- yeah, the whole school had to the vote on the school. Yeah. Some, and Where, was some this? Where was this? Is this in Florida as well? No, I, you know I'm from L.A., right? Y'all know I'm from Compton. Right. And I didn't so know like, that. Then you moved so away, right? I moved I moved from Compton, um, and then we moved out to Pacoima. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I went to school in Sun Valley and Polytechnic. I went to Polytechnic High. And um, then from there, like my sophomore year, we moved to Marino Valley. And then I went. I graduated from Moval. Why did but, you move uh, so much? Um, well, the first well, it was not really so much. Like, um, when I got out of middle school, when well, no, no, I was in middle school, yeah. um, my mom didn't want me to do Compton. Uh, she did, we were from Compton, so she wanted a better life for me. So we moved out to Brooklyn to the Valley. Mm-hmm. So. That was cute. So I went to school with some white children and yeah, the so Latinas. I was like, that's like a very white, very white. The Valley Girls, very that eighties back then, and um, then I started not getting along with the roommate that my the, that was living with us, or whatever. Uh-huh. He was an older guy and trying to be a father figure to me. And baby, don't know. Uh, no, it wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, it was like, I got to bounce or we got to bounce. I got to bounce. And so I went to go live with my brother in Riverside. And so um, I, I finished out my high school years there before I moved away. Away. And when you transferred school, did you continue doing color guard? Yes, I did. And and, they, uh, and they, again, they didn't have a boy either. Oh. So I was the first boy to come into their color guard too. So they were like, well, okay, well, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> That is so wild. Nobody know what to do with me. So It's such um, a big system. I'm trying to think about, like, at my high school – there was the cheerleaders, the marching band, and then there was the dance team. Uh huh. We was had a dance team too. From the cheerleaders. Yes. Those are the girls that didn't make cheerleading. Um, yes, right, they are. but they often were doing more interesting stuff than the cheerleaders. Because just, they were dancers. They were it like wasn't really... as like athletic. It was exactly. just more like rhythmic and dancing. Yeah. Jazz. Jazz. Uh, where you wear a jazz sneaker on the football exactly. field. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the slip-on little black fake yes! leather boots. We know those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Back. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, Dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, 
Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor Meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of ma- pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. And I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this is oh, yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. And we're back. Have you seen Wicked? I did see Wicked. Did you like it? I did like it. I mean, it was um, it was a uh, um, it, it, it was a touring cast. Yes, yeah. it was, and it was here in Fort Lauderdale. And um, not that it was bad; it was good, but it wasn't all the the hype. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. people like were going berserko. But I guess with what's her name. Menzel, whatever her name is. Um, Idina Menzel. Idina Menzel, our best friend. Idina Menzel. Okay, so that's okay. Huh? <laughs> I guess you know if you don't if you didn't see her, then you haven't seen it. You know, so. Um, <laughs> well, to date, she is not the best Alphaba. I think Shoshana Ooh. Bean is technically the best one now. Come on, Shoshana Bean. Yeah. Are they gonna do a movie? Wait. Do I know? They were supposed to do. A, we've done this. They were supposed to do a movie of Wicked, but then they chose to do Cats. Oh. Uh. Because they did that sing-along with Ariana Grande singing all the Alphaba jams. I would not stand for that. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, okay, I want to talk about, speaking of show business, I want to talk about AJ and the Quen. Oh! Oh, yeah! Oh! So you did a few things on the show. You were in the writer's room. You Correct. acted on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I mean, I heard that a lot of the stories that happened on that show came from 
you, you telling stories in the writer's room. Correct. How did it all come to be? Yeah. Um, crazy. You know, it's like you have to go through this path. In like, I don't know if you're spiritual and connected with the universe, but I feel like you have to go through certain things to get to the next thing in life, you know? And you, mm-hmm. even though you, it might not be your choice, but you still got to go through it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the key to getting to the next thing. Well, that's kind of what happened with AJ and the Queen. Um, I was uh, filming All Stars 4. Right. Got done with that. And was told that I was doing the Christmas special as well. (laughs) I was like, oh. I said, well, I don't have anything Christmassy here. Don't worry. We've already talked to you, Christopher. And we have a box on the way. He's we he's already shipped it. I was and like, then wow. Kim wore that box on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as we're, we're filming the Christmas special, and then I get pulled out of the Christmas special filming, and um, I was asked, I was, they're like, well, what are you doing um, the month of September? I said, I'm getting married. Y'all know that's all I've been talking about is that I'm getting married. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, what about like just a good two, three weeks? That is the whole month. That's a month. I'm getting married. (laughs) Like, I haven't been home. My husband's been planning this whole thing by himself. Jasmine Masters has been walking around with her head wrapped in fabric. (laughs) And what am I supposed to do? She you, was you just have so to tell thrilled. us what you thought about oh, that moment when she wrapped her head up. My sister was done, honey. <laughs> she, she had had it with the foolery, the fuckery of it all, honey. She had had it, honey. She's like, oh, God, I got something for y'all asses. I got something for your asses. And they sat her at that piano with that gold wrapped around her head. I was like, oh, my God. What are we her doing? fake playing the piano is so What are we doing? <laughs> No, so we have to get back. <laughs> so, okay, so they, they said, come up and they said, How about what do you do in September? Three weeks of September. Yeah, I know, but just like, uh, let me talk. They're like, um, Rue is um, doing this project and he really wants you in the writer's room because you've experienced and you have lived and, and, Every time you tell stories, he just wants to hear more. So what do you think? And I was just like, I got to talk to Christopher. So luckily Christopher was there. So we talked while he was there. Of course, it was just like, how are we going to make this work? And you can't say no. Yeah. Because come on, come on. Mike, Mama Michael, Rue is asking for Mama, you. Mama Rue is asking. And right, I was and like, it's not like, uh, come tell stories to me in my living room so I can listen. It's like, correct. we're going to make a TV show and, on Netflix. And we and need you, your we, we need your stories. So we're getting it together. And so Michael Patrick King wound up calling us um, and Christopher and negotiating and going back and forth with schedule because I had to cancel the entire tour. I like, oh, oh yeah. Things happen. So like, um, but it was all for the best. So I, I had an amazing time. It was the first time I was ever in that kind of situation. It was very intense for me, but I felt right at home. So it was kind of a, you know, it was weird. It was it was kind of weird how to how how to, how to feel. But, I love the episode that features you, you and, Monique. and Monique and like Pepper Shay. 
Yes. Fabergé. <laughs> and though just the whole the whole story and the whole picture of that that specific episode is so great to me. What was that like shooting it? Because also, I mean, your experience obviously like going back to All Stars and doing the Christmas special, like it's not like you're sort of more used to seeing RuPaul. But this was like for for the drag race viewing audience, this was new for us to see Ru in this more vulnerable, yeah. like uh approachable light. But working on the set, I mean, what was that like shooting scenes with her? Like y'all are peers in the scenes, you're acting together. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it started it it really started for me having to grasp hold of that in the writer's room when I was sitting next to her. And um um, you know, we, we actually had a, a, a moment where we took a break and everyone had went out to get, you know, either coffee or use the bathroom, whatever. And it was just, uh, he and I sitting there and he was like, thank you so much for coming to do this. And I was like, are you kidding me? Thank you so much for this opportunity. This is amazing. He's like, well, this is what you're doing. This is, this is your next venture in life. This is what you're going to be doing. So, and that man right there, and he was pointing to Michael Patrick King. He was like, that man right there loves you. So, and I, I I couldn't even, you know what I mean? I couldn't even hold it all. It was just so overwhelming. And, um, but man, oh man, like, when I got the script and it was time to film, I was like, they're like, this is your shit. They they just told me right off the bat, this is your shit. Um, they had hooked me up with an acting coach. And we oh, did nice. it virtually. We we hooked, uh, we did it virtually because uh, she was in New York. She wasn't feeling well, so she didn't dra- travel. And so... Um, I started, we did the first read through and she was like, um, well, uh, you're ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's like, and I'm not this person. And, like they got her because she's very meticulous and right. nitpicky and she wants, she wants the believable. And if you're not, selling it and then she's gonna call you out on your bullshit and so she called me out one time about you know she's one thing that she felt like was a little disingenuous and i was like okay well i can fix that right and then the next day it was just like boom and so i got texts and everything from michael patrick king saying i, I don't know what you did in there in that um session but she's never raved about um an actor before like oh, that's so incredible awesome. so Love well, what that. was it like like hanging out with RuPaul, did you ever? You've never really hung out with her before this. Right? No, no, so not like that. So you got to see her like a human being and like talk to her. Yeah, and it was really like you know, you you take for granted just how, how much this man works. Like right. he's filming like three TV shows, and at that time it was the fourth because he was trying to do that uh, talk show. Talk right? show. That's, yeah, exactly. Um, and then AJ and the Queen and all this other stuff, and he is present for it all. Like, right. to watch him work is like a masterclass in how to do it. You know what I mean? And um, he does so much. So it was amazing to see him work and then chill out when he's off you know what right. i mean and like just be and, a human and talk and kick it you know what and i mean he at was, any point did he say to you nothing you say matters unless the camera's rolling or was that <laughs> for pearl no no that was just for pearl honey um 
Well, I think I mean I think it's so funny because I think more so than other shows, Drag Race obviously has this like incredibly ravenous fan base that mm. is a testament to like how good the show is, but also the idea of like queer representation on television. Uh, you know, like young queer people and queer people all over the world latch onto that and they're like, this is my shit. This is my church. I have to watch this every time it's on. And so I feel like Rue, more than other celebrities, is really sort of under a lot more scrutiny. And then when yes. you find out, like, you know, she's not a puppet. She's running the show. She's in the writing. You know, she's doing the thing. She's in charge of everything. It's like, there can be criticism coming at you from every angle because it's not like, oh, I wish the show was better, but RuPaul just hosts it. It's not her baby. You know, it's like yeah. she can, right. like people can throw stuff at her from everywhere. And I feel like, honestly, a few years ago, she just sort of like shed shed her skin and she's like Teflon now just walking yeah. around this like Bitch. rich, rich yep. you know, faggot <laughs> superhero just being like, try me because I've changed the world. And everyone's like hurling shit at Rue, yeah. you know? And she's like, um, girl, you know, I don't know. And that's the thing of it all. Like, you know, people can say whatever they want to say, but like, you know, the, the the man has changed the world as we know it. I mean, drag is everywhere. It is accessible everywhere and it's growing and it's continuing to grow. So, you know, say what you want to say, but that's that, that that has a lot to do with RuPaul and RuPaul's Drag Race. And if you don't like it, you still got to swallow it. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Speaking of swallowing, Ooh. I think we should move on to our next segment, which is Fuck Fuck Talk. Christopher was ready for this one. He was. Where we like, talk about doing it. Well, first of all, are y'all monogamous? Are y'all monogamous? Monogamous. monogamous. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh you're that kind oh, of yeah. girl. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm that kind of girl. I heard what kind of girl you are, Dipper. <laughs> oh, now. she's a throat girl. Oh baby, yep. now I know why your name is Dipper, honey. You be dipping and dabbing and doing it, honey. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not right now, which sucks, but most yeah. of the time, yes. Yeah. So do um, you have any fun, interesting, weird sex stories? I tell you. It doesn't you, have um, to be about Chris. It could no, be about prison. Exactly. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. Um, because it's I tried sharing. to write it on our outline in like a very delicate way. Of like, um, obviously, the prison system is nothing to joke about, but people do always talk about the gay sex that happens there. Well, it is true. Like That's how you, you learn some things. I learned some things uh, and codes about prison escapades, sexcapades. Um, first of all, Sharon loves the, like loves the story because... Uh, it has to do with orange groves. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so in prison, you have like two jobs, like when you're in um, minimum custody level um, or community level, you can actually work and get paid for. Mm-hmm. So, um, the orange grove picking oranges is one of the jobs, I or have no in, idea. In, or in the laundry that they pay you per pound or per whatever, penny a right. pound or something like that. Um, so. Oh, yeah. And by I pay, got, pay you. Pay you. By pay you. Let's be it's honest. Like, it is like, it is it's some slavery. Money, it is, That's slave it's slave rate. It's slave rate wa- wages. But uh, it's better than no money at all. Yeah. You, you know, you can get some ramen noodles and some, you know, and some cigarettes and you cool, you know. Um, Did so, you ever make toilet wine? 
Okay. No, they try. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> this is not orange is the new black. <laughs> Almost. Uh, <laughs> um, so I was in the Orange Groves, and, you know, you're out there, and they kind of, like, put you in teams or whatever, or pairs or whatever, and then you, like, you know, they drop you off in rows, and then you just go, and you pick oranges all day or whatever, and, and meet back in a certain place at a certain time. So it's really nobody there, no supervision. You don't have nobody with a gun. You know, you just do whatever. So I wasn't out picking Orange Grove. My job was to be at the trailer, because I was too big to get on the ladder, to make sure that there were all the tra- all the oranges that got loaded into the trailer, um, they didn't get, like, dumped out on the floor, and I would right. have to pick them up, whatever. Well, there's a, like... The porta potties are right there, and like you have to go walk all the way to the trailers to get to the porta potties. So, um, that's where the action would go down. And so, I was at the porta potty one day, and (laughs) (laughs) um, my nickname in prison was Big Chocolate, just so you know. Um, they call me Big Chocolate, yeah. Oh Um, my god, (laughs) and so I was in the um. You know how they have that little window right there? You can really, like the ventilation window, you can uh-huh. hear. So I hear, hey, chocolate, big chocolate. Look out the door, peep out the door. So I peeped out the door, and all I saw was this big old dick sitting outside the the door. Like, he wasn't outside the door, just the dick was outside the door. And I was <laughs> oh like, my God. what do you want me to do with that? Uh- he said, come <laughs> here. I said, I'm not coming over there. So he goes, meet me by the tree. So we would walk and go to the into the grove. Oh and my god! Up, I'm posted up against the tree uh, and let have uh, baby. That sounds when beautiful. I, You're out in nature. It's nature. On your skin. It's, I the mean, sweet smell of citrus in the air. Reach up and grab a snack when you're done. Get your vitamin C up. <laughs> And vitamin D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yes. God. I like yeah. that. That's like a more romantic uh, story. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. But, and it would be the dudes you would never, never suspect. Well, and my really? thought is, or my, my question is, do you think it was maybe people who are more sexual in general, bigger libido, who there's no other option? So they're like, yes, I'll get it on with a man. Or do you think it's also just like people who like outside would also be queer? No, it's, it's definitely, it, well, they would be on the DL, but more so like if they had a preference. Right, like they, they would not, you know. But since you here, you know what, you know, you you a mouth, I'll let you suck it. So oh, that's all I've bad. ever that's wanted love, to hear. That's know? all I've uh, ever wanted to hear. Look, but just don't, just don't, don't accept any candy bars that are left on your pillow. <laughs> Does that mean so, that it's Dookie? But they they just know that that means they gonna if you eat it, they gonna want it back from your butt. Correct. Okay. <laughs> That's a code. Oh, no. That is code. So there was a snicker on my bed one. They were like, don't eat that, man. I was like, oh. They're like, yeah, so-and-so left that there. You know, he bought it, bought it. I was like, what? And, like, this is a dude that's a known, like, he's a big dude kind of running the yard, you know. But everybody knows that he gets down like that and nobody fucks with him. 
and so yeah. what'd you do like politely leave the sneakers outside I, I of surely <laughs> did i put it right on back over yonder way and no thank you you can come pick this right on up because you ain't flick legging me up in the shower Whoop. oh my god wow. mm-hmm. That's come on let me slick leg you you know what slick legging is? No, I don't know what any of this means. I'm, I'm, I'm putting Context two clues. and two together. <laughs> it's when they soap up the inner thighs and then, you know, fuck your inner thighs. Right. Instead of, yeah, instead of your booty oh, over. That seems that's fine. Yeah. Do you remember Remember, we had... Um... <laughs> that seems fine. That's safe. That's, that's fine. That's safe. safe. <laughs> you it's can't like, really get it's like slick, that. No slick legging is like a cousin to frottage. You know what fr- I do remember frottage. Frottage, yeah. frottage fr- when you're like fr- rubbing your, rub your dick on dick someone. Dick on the, someone's butt crack. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Oh. We had, we had a guest on our old show by a different name um, who said that he almost lost his virginity because the guy who fucked him thought he was fucking him in the ass but he was, but he was just fucking his it was a slick leg oh, and God. then he was like wow that's great you're so clean i couldn't believe it you didn't even I clean still, out i still and think about he had that no and idea he, was in, he wasn't in his that ass. guy didn't know how did he not know he clearly has not fucked him in the asses there's a difference there is a difference there's a difference do you have a sex story well, I was remembering, this is interesting because, you know, like sucking someone's dick in a, in a, um, like without a chair or sort of like a, you know, like you're out in the orange grove, right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> without a chair. What? You need a chair? No. If yeah, the, why if do you the need gentleman a- wants to take a seat and then you can kneel in front of the chair, but standing up, like if he was really short or too tall or whatever, like. Sometimes just being on your knees, like the height doesn't line up correctly. Oh. So I am reminded of a gentleman who was, you know, maybe five foot two. Oh, uh, And when I would kneel down, like I would have to like, you know, almost, you know, like frog leg, like almost like widen my, like. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that hurts your crease. That would be And then still have to sort of bend my head down a little bit. And so I remember I went to his house to suck his dick and like there was not really a good spot for it. And he said, hold on, hold on, hold on. And he went and got this tiny little step stool. From, oh, from the my kitchen. God! Are you for real? He he, he was uh, he was stark uh, naked in the middle of his uh, studio apartment, standing, standing on a, on a squatty stool. potty. And I mean, he has an amazing dick, big dick, lovely dick. It was just the angle wasn't right, and so I I that way it lined up, and I was able to suck his dick. But he had to get his little step stool. Why didn't you just pick him up if he's that little? Pick him up and then do what? You could have just bench pressed. You could have bench pressed his ass into your mouth. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) You can lay on your back. He could do push ups on top of you. That's it. Bam. Done. It was just. It was. There was something about where it just felt like one of those like geometry puzzles where there was no right answer until he got the step stool and then it was like (laughs) we've solved it. (laughs) But also he had. I mean, this is like weird detail but you know those blinds that you can either you can like close 
from the top or the, or the bottom. Bo- yeah. I have those, yeah. So his blinds were kind of open, so there was like moonlight coming in, and he had them closed a little from the top or open a little from the top. So once he got on the step stool, he was like, Oh, I can see all like into my neighbor's apartment. So like he was just this head sort of floating while he was getting <sighs> his dicks at anyhow. <laughs> That just, oh, I, I, was I worry about I was you sometimes, Deb. Kinky. Yeah. About me? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what does Cardi say? Big old freak, seven days a week. Yes. That's me. That's you, baby, but not right now. But not right now. Aww. Um, well, listen, Latrice, uh, huh? uh, we're, we've come to the end here. That was fast. It yeah, was, it yeah. So quick. So, uh, people can hear you every Monday. Are you enjoying doing the chop with Manila? Oh, my God, I am. It's my new favorite thing um, in my life. So, thank you guys for doing that, because I I, I, I would have never thought of uh, doing a podcast. But, um, yeah, it's like we totally look forward to dishing every week. I get to see her. We talk shit. And it's a fun time. And Are so, you enjoying yeah. Drag Race Canada? I am. They're yeah. entertaining, bitch. Yeah. They are so entertaining. Shady boots. And um, I love their fashion. And so they they, they, they tick a lot of boxes. Yeah, yeah something, sh- something we were talking about. I forget who I was talking about it with. But, like, because Canada, it's, like, season one. They're like a little, I think they feel a little freer to let loose. Like that Jimbo Rita sort of fight where he was like, basically it was like the new mama, this is garbage. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> like they're they're a little more free to let loose. And that's why we love the show. We've, I mean, we could cut this out, but we talked, Meatball and I have talked about if Meatball ever gets on Drag Race, he just needs to go be insane. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. be the craziest person in the room. Why because not? it makes for fun TV. Like, it, it's, we all get, great. it's a fucking TV show. Yeah. That's it. And that, people got to remember that, bitch. Like, that's, it's TV. It's TV. And, bitch, if it was boring and nothing was happening, y'all be bitching about that. So, yeah, if like, everyone was nice and everyone was doing well, it wouldn't be a good show. It would not be a good show. So can we have some foolery and fuckery, please, so we yeah. can laugh? that's what we love well thank you so much latrice you truly are the reason i started doing drag so i like the manelli so much i'm not lying i would like to tell yeah no you really are i like yeah it's just seeing you on drag race really like made me want to start doing drag and the way you were talking and you said i forget the quote exactly but it was like pick yourself up make them eat it oh yeah bullshit was i was like that's right i need to do that and make them eat it, yes. Do it, bitch, yes! So thank Aww. you. So but people, you've yet to uh, glue crystals and rhinestones to your face, like Miss Royale does. Well, she grew, like, I'm not as shit. talented, you know? I'm not no, as she puts other it. stuff there on her face. <laughs> I do put other things there. <laughs> so it's all mask. good. Um, okay well thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds you can uh, follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod you can follow our guest Latrice Royale at Latrice Royale Uh, send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or you can call in with your fuck talk story to 213 536 9180
You can follow Big Dipper at Big Dipper Jelly on Instagram. I am Spicy as Meatball and Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which will now come out every Tuesday and Friday. That's twice a week. You dumb fucks. <laughs> doodle doot doot forever dog. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom! Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Mixed and mastered by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork is drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.